Some called this man a master marketer. Some deemed him a visionary with the demeanor of a charismatic cult leader who was light years ahead of his time. Detractors say he was demanding and could even be downright despicable at times. A few foes have even called him a phony. Whatever you may think of this risk taker, one thing's for certain. He changed the way we'd communicate forever. He left behind a legacy and the wise words, stay hungry, stay foolish. We'll decipher Steve Jobs on this week's episode of FYI. Welcome to For Your Info. English. You got it. You got it. Hello, 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 and welcome to another exciting edition of FYI. It is a topic-based show where we learn English from anything and everything, and I'm eagerly awaiting your suggestions. If you haven't sent me a suggestion yet or a couple suggestions, why not? You can reach out on social media or you can go to my website, albertoalonso.com. But as I always say... Some of my greatest suggestions have come from my students. So keep them coming. Que sigan viniendo. Let's kick off with our intro, which is sprinkled with words I think you need to know, especially if you want to have an eloquent vocabulary in English. Because let's be honest, we can get by just saying good, nice, and I know a lot of native speakers who spend their whole day using the three same adjectives over and over. Nice, cool, awesome. But remember, the more words we know, the better we can express ourselves, the more specific we can be. I started out by saying some called this man a master marketer, and I think few people will disagree there. This guy was a master marketer. Some deemed him, and to deem is to consider, Some deemed him a visionary with the demeanor of a charismatic cult leader. And a cult is una secta. We've looked at that. There's an episode on cults. And demeanor is comportamiento, conducta, también es apariencia. Then I said he was light years ahead of his time. And it's true. Even people who don't like him, his detractors will say he was light years ahead of his time. But they also said that he was demanding and could even be downright despicable. And remember, we say demanding. Although exigent is a word in English, it's not used as often as demanding. And downright despicable means totalmente despreciable. Somebody you don't want to spend time with. But also, that's what bosses are like sometimes. So we'll look at all the different aspects of his life the people who saw him as a leader, and the people who saw him as that pain-in-the-neck boss that was always riding them and micromanaging them. And to micromanage is something we say in English. When there's a boss, and these are the worst kinds of bosses, I think everybody will agree, somebody who stands over you and they want to manage every little thing you do. It's called micromanaging, and I think studies have shown, and I think you can just see it, 
it doesn't work. You got to let people do what you hired them to do. You have to empower people. And he did that, but he was also known as a micromanager. Then I said a few foes, and a foe is another way to say an enemy, a few foes have even called him a phony. Un falso. But whatever you may think of this risk taker, somebody who takes risks is obviously a risk taker. One thing's for certain. He changed the way we'd communicate forever. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm talking about the iPhone, which was not the first smartphone ever, but it was the first one that everybody really got. And I don't mean get by. I mean got like understood. Then I said he left behind a legacy and the wise words, las palabras sabias, stay hungry Stay foolish. And these are famous words that Steve Jobs said in a speech, which we're going to hear in the bonus part of today's show. And at the end of that speech, he said, stay hungry. That means always want more, never be satisfied. And he said, stay foolish. And stay foolish doesn't mean be stupid, but it means don't think you know everything. It's good to not know everything because then you've got a lot to learn. I think he means foolish in the sense of a child. And then I said, we'll decipher Steve Jobs. And I think this guy is interesting, whether you like him or not. He's led an interesting life, and we're going to take a little look at it today. But let's go back to where it all began. Steve Jobs was born on February 24th, 1955, to Abdul Fattah Jandali... And Joanne Scheibel, the father, came from a Muslim background. And be careful, I've heard my students say Muslim. A Muslim is somebody who's got a lot of muscles. A Muslim is somebody who looks at the Quran. But his mother had a Catholic background, and they weren't married when she got pregnant. So he was a baby that was born out of wedlock. When a baby is born and the parents aren't married, they say it's born out of wedlock. And both of his parents were enrolled at the University of Wisconsin at the time. So the woman, his mother, fled to California to have the baby. And to flee is to run away, huir. But she put little Steve up for adoption after deciding that she could not keep the baby. There was just one promise that she wanted the new parents to keep. Or should I say two conditions? She wanted them to be college graduates and she wanted little Steve to go to college as well. And she made them promise to pay for his higher education. An interesting little known fact about Steve Jobs' original parents is that they ended up having a daughter after Steve, but they kept the daughter. They didn't decide to put her up for adoption, as we say. And he didn't meet his biological sister, a woman named Mona Simpson, until he was 27 years old. He was finally able to track her down. So they put little Steve up for adoption and... Like many successful entrepreneurs, Steve was a college dropout. I know his mother's wishes were that he go to college, but if he didn't want to go, he wasn't going to go. And this is where we started to see where Steve Jobs was a stubborn guy. He was hard-headed. 
And like most entrepreneurs, he dropped out of college, as I said. And in 1972, after only one semester, he dropped out. And as I said, we're going to hear this speech at the end. Because later on in his life, when he was successful, he was invited to Stanford to give the commencement speech. And I think it's one of the most moving speeches I've ever heard in my life. It's a very popular speech. And as I said, we'll listen to it in the bonus part. Also in the bonus part, we'll take a look at fun facts, we'll look at his spirituality, and we'll explore those ideas about him being too strict or demanding or even insane. We'll talk about a lawsuit that they had with the Beatles. We'll talk about how Steve himself wasn't a model father. And we'll look at phone and computer vocabulary. All of that in the bonus episode. And just a quick reminder, guys, every week, you don't just get one episode of FYI. If you're on Patreon, you get a second episode and you can get PDF documents with all the vocabulary and you can even join me in class every week for a group review class. That's if you're in our super duper level. If you're in our interstellar level, you'll get a private class with me every month. So for as little as three euros a month, plus tax, you can get tons of extra content, plus you can be a part of an amazing community, and you can help support this podcast. Because remember this, if you love this podcast, I do it for free. When I first started producing this podcast, I didn't have any patrons. Now I have nearly a hundred patrons, and it's awesome. We have created an amazing community three years later, that's still going strong. And if you're reluctant, reacio, or you have any questions, just let me know. I'd be more than happy to answer any questions or give you free samples. But if you want to be a part of our community and you want to learn so much more than what we learn in just this one episode, then join us on Patreon. And if you're in our higher levels, you'll have access to me every week in classes. And speaking of higher levels, I want to send a shout out to all my patrons, especially my super duper students, Javier, Paco, Roberto, David, Jose Maria, Mila, and Alex. And don't forget about my interstellar students, the ones who get a monthly private class with me. Those are Carmen, Lina, Isa, Paco and Edgar. If you want more information, real simple, go over to patreon.com slash Alberto Alonso and find out more. Right now, we're going to take a look at how he started Apple. Alongside Steve Wozniak, and they're called the two Steves, Steve Wozniak or Woz as they call him, and Steve Jobs created the first Apple computer in March 1976. It was designed by Woz or Wozniak, and it was clear since the beginning that he was going to be the tech guy, Woz, and Steve Jobs was going to be the seller, the marketer. And that's great if everybody knows their roles and everybody agrees, but it wasn't always that simple. We'll see that the two have gotten into many falling outs. A falling out is another way to say a fight where people don't talk to each other for a while. And by April 1st, 1976, the two set up 
Apple Computer Company as a business. They set it up with another guy named Ronald Wayne. Now it's called Apple Inc., but the original name was Apple Computer Company. The business was registered at Steve Jobs' parents' home on Christ Drive. Steve Jobs' bedroom was their office, and they later moved to the garage because I guess they had more room. And some of Steve's detractors will say that he never wrote a line of code. Not one. But again, you got to think about it. If they define their roles, then he knew what he was good at and what he needed to do. And he had that business savvy, that creativity. He was a good talker, a good marketer. But the brains, the brains behind the operation, as far as technical specifications, that was Wozniak. You would never have Apple if it hadn't been for Wozniak. And Steve stepped down in 1985, and to step down is to dimitir in Spanish. And Steve Wozniak said, and I quote, he did not know technology. He had never designed anything as a hardware engineer. He didn't even know software. He wanted to be important, and the important people are always the business people. So that's what he wanted to do. But I get it. I know Waz was, you know, he knows that he's an important part of it. But it's true that Steve Jobs got all the protagonism. Now, as time goes on, people are recognizing more and more the role of Wozniak in Apple computers. And is Waz as good as they say? Well, let's just put it this way. That first computer that they made in 1976 would still work today. The Apple One, as it was called, it sold for $666.66. That was the original price. But do you want to know how much it went for recently at an auction? And if you remember from past episodes, we've looked at auctions, subastas, nearly a half a million dollars, around $470,000. And I think everybody knows it's probably worth even more because it's a piece of history that I think should be preserved forever. And what about the name Apple? Where did the name come from? Well, there was a time when Steve Jobs was working on a farm commune. It was in Oregon, and he spent a lot of time in an apple orchard. An apple orchard is where apple trees are. And he liked the name, and he liked apples. But he ended up getting sued by the Beatles. How do you like them apples? (laughs) Did you get my joke? How do you like them apples? Sería those apples. Pero es una frase hecha. Es, ¿y qué te parece esa? Toma ya. We'll talk more about that lawsuit in the bonus episode. And it seemed like everything was going really well at Apple for Steve Jobs. Or not. Not really, He was forced out of the company in 1985. They disagreed on the direction the company needed to go in, so he was forced out of his own company that he founded. The twist in this story is that he later returned in 1996 as CEO. Remember, we don't say Theo, we say CEO. And you know why he came back? Why they begged him to come back, to beg Esrogar? Because the company was almost in bankruptcy. 
So he saved the company from Chapter 11. Chapter 11 is the code for bankruptcy in the United States. And he continued to be the face of the brand and brought it to where it is today until his death in 2011. And he references all this stuff in the speech. I guess the board of directors at Apple really had to eat crow. Tragar sus palabras. But that didn't stop Steve. He built another company up called Next, which ironically the name is Next. And that company was eventually sold to Apple. Speaking of companies that were sold to Apple, does the name Graphics Group ring a bell? No, I didn't think it would. Graphics Group was a company that was funded by Steve Jobs in 1986. It would later become Pixar. Oh, now it rings a bell. Well, initially it was a sub-company under Disney, and Steve Jobs invested in this company until it became its own spin-off company. In 1995, they released their first movie, Toy Story, which came out again in 1995. I think everybody sees this as a classic. And it was a joint venture. The word joint is conjunto. A joint venture, un proyecto conjunto, with Disney. But since Steve Jobs had invested so much money, he was credited as executive producer. And in an ironic turn of events, on January 24th, 2006, Disney agreed to buy back Pixar for a whopping $7.4 billion. It was an all-stock deal, and stocks on acciones, but $7.4 billion. And all because he invested in this project and he believed in it. And let's be honest, he seems like a guy who trusted his gut. He trusted his instinct. And this also made him one of Disney's largest shareholders. For just a short amount of time, he was one of Disney's, one of the biggest companies in the world, well, he was one of their shareholders. After hitting rock bottom, remember this, he was fired from his own company. So what did he do? Did he stay down or did he dust himself off and get back up again and keep doing what he loves to do, regardless of anybody's opinion? And I think that's what many people admire about Steve Jobs. He had conviction. He had passion. He believed in what he was doing. He wanted to put a computer in every home, and they told him he was crazy. And now look, he put a computer in every pocket. So 2006, what a big year for him. But 2007, even bigger. He was unstoppable at this point. And that's because the first iPhone was released on June 29th, 2007. They had been working on it since 2005, but they unveiled it to the public in a very famous Apple event now on June 29th, 2007, a day that changed history forever. Again, was Apple first? No, but they were the first ones to make it marketable, to convince everybody that this was a good idea. Phones looked one way before Steve Jobs, and now they all look like Steve Jobs designed them, honestly, whether they're more rounded or more square, but the concept of the phone, they all follow Apple's original design. And let's not forget about the iPod. 
He reinvented the Walkman and the Discman. Only now, the music didn't skip and you could fit tens of thousands of songs in your pocket. It's revolutionary. Just ask the music industry. They weren't too happy with that. Also in 2007, he was inducted into the California Hall of Fame. Fortune magazine named him the most powerful person in business. So the iPhone cemented his success. He already turned Mac around or Macintosh, which, by the way, is a kind of Apple. You could say that Steve Jobs had an obsession with apples. But it worked out well for him, didn't it? But nothing lasts forever, and we all know that. And in 2003, Steve Jobs was diagnosed with cancer. They found a tumor in his pancreas. And Steve Jobs was kind of like a new age kind of guy. We're going to talk a little bit about his spirituality and some of the pilgrimages that he did in the bonus part. But he was one of these people who didn't believe in medicine as we know it. He believed in more traditional medicines and he ignored the suggested medical treatment because he was looking for other alternatives. Some people attribute that to his death. They say that if he had treated it right away, maybe he wouldn't have died. Well, we're all going to die, as we said in the death episode, but maybe he wouldn't have died from this if they had been able to treat it sooner because they detected it. And I know he didn't like going to the doctors, but an apple a day keeps the doctor away. (laughs) Pun intended. That just means if you eat healthy you won't have to visit the doctor a lot. And finally, in 2004, he underwent surgery. It comes from the verb to undergo. And it seems like they were able to remove the tumor from his pancreas. But sadly, in 2006, the tumor returned. In 2009, he had a liver transplant in Memphis, Tennessee, and a liver is el hígado. You can learn about that in our body episode if you haven't heard it. And while he was sick, he was working on his biography with a writer named Walter Isaacson. And they were basing the book on over 40 interviews with Steve Jobs. And they also interviewed people who were a huge part of his life so they could get the real story. But knowing Steve, what did he say? He said he didn't want to read the book before it was published. He wanted a true account of his life, and he didn't want to have any influence on it. And that's just one of the many biographies that have come out about this interesting man. There are movies, biographies, documentaries. The list is endless. There's even a podcast. Well, officially this one. And sadly, Steve Jobs passed away on October 5th, 2011. His biography that he was working on wasn't published until October 24th, just 19 days after his death, so he never got to read it at all. And his final words were, oh wow, oh wow, oh wow. Astonishment. At the time of his death in 2011, his net worth was $10.2 billion, billion siendo mil millones. And that was his personal fortune. I guess it's worth mentioning too that in 2022, Apple was the most valuable brand on earth. So I think everybody will agree his legacy lives on. Hey, I'm holding my iPhone in my hand right now. 
Thanks, Steve, or should I say both Steves? I hope you enjoyed this first part, and I sure hope you'll join us in the bonus part of today's F.Y.I.